Today's episode of Down to Dunk is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting all about making work from home for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this new, brave, remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Seven, down, eight, two, dunk, six. I am Luke. Joined this evening by Andrew. <laughs> Slam through. Taylor. Christopher Robin and I walked along under branches lit up by the moon. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Man. Pumping is this going to be shocking that I don't know that song? Pumping some logins tonight. Kenny, Kenny logins, logins, baby. Yeah. House at oh, Pooh Corner. Wow. Look That's it up, other, man. Uh, there That's we go. I do know that corner. one. Yep. I do. I shout, do. Shout out to my mom on that one. Wow. Dude, mine too. My mom just gave me that CD for Nora's room yeah. and gave us a, CV, a CD player. Yeah. Shout out. Taylor, are you a big Nora Jones fan? Uh, no, this is Nora with no H. This is a no H Nora we're having ah, over here. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, hey, I surprise! Do. You're gonna be shocked by this. I've seen Nora Jones in concert. Have you? So have I. Out of town? She was with. No, she was here in the city. She played with a guy named Amos Lee. If you're familiar, it was a yeah. fantastic yeah, show. Amos. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Amos, so. I saw her at Austin City Limits. Ooh, wow. nice. It was hot as hell. That's a brag. Speaking of, it was 96 degrees today in Oklahoma City. Andrew's favorite time of the pod, weather time. God, I love <laughs> weather. We all experience it. Something we do. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> every, every day. We'll see you next week on Down to Dunk. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Meteorology moment. Thunderbook Club. So here's the deal. Uh, we're going to just keep the content just just going. If you if you want to know what we're up to, you can ask us on Twitter. You have all of our Twitter handles at Sukalevens at Tayshawn. What is it? At Taylor Susens at J Ralph Smith yeah. at Andrew Cash. Like just if you want to know what we're doing, what we're watching. Here's what I'm doing. I'm not watching much because I got three kids. I'm just dealing with my kids all the time. I'm with them all the day. Um, <laughs> and kids all the time. Then I go to bed. And um, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna just talk about. We're going to do the Thunder Book Club. So if you're not reading the book Boomtown, we have read the first two chapters as a group of people. We're going to discuss it. And then part two, we are going to induct members of the Oklahoma City Thunder Hall of Shame. So we've talked members about... Members or moments. Yeah. So we talked to... Yeah. Members or moments or transactions into the Hall of Shame. And so we had talked about the, the best players in Thunder history. I thought, why don't we talk about the worst things in Thunder history? We will be, in the second half of this podcast, we will be inducting five members of the first Oklahoma City Thunder Hall of Shame. We will debate it. 
we'll induct five members, and then uh, we will actually have a six-member inducted by the people of Twitter. So you guys get to decide who it's going to be. And then we will revisit that in a year, just as the Hall of Fame does. But let's go to the book, Boomtown. Luke, I want to uh, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the uh, the preface, the first two chapters of Boomtown? Well, the first thing, if people think that you know we've started and now they're going to be too far behind because we're starting next week on chapter three and four, they are mistaken. I had not read this until I got home today at like seven. And so it took me to read the pro the prologue, chapter one, chapter two, probably under twenty minutes. It's very short. Um, it's very short. The chapters are short. It's an easy read. So don't think you're too far behind. Um, I had to bust out my Kindle to make this happen, so I didn't go to like and not socially distance at a at a bookstore. So I uh, made it happen. But um, to start out, I liked it a lot. From what it seems like, it's one chapter focusing on kind of the history of Oklahoma City itself, and then it moves into um, a Thunder-specific chapter. And I like, just from the start of it, the uh, author has a really good sense of and feel for and descriptions of Oklahoma City, ways that I hadn't ever read, put into words, but I immediately was like, he has spent a large amount of time here because he he gets it you know so let, so let me ask this question and one of the quotes he says here and i don't have a chapter or a page or i have the chapter but not the page one of the quotes he says he says the city conducts itself whenever possible like a hiker threatened by a bear in, a bear in the woods hysterically exaggerating its size so here's the deal i'm born and raised in Oklahoma city i think all of us mostly taylor lived in ireland for what 10 years uh and 25. so for, for me is it's really hard like I'm trying to read this book with an open uh, mind in the sense of not just being immediately defensive, yeah. which is proving his point. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like this guy doesn't know my get get this guy out of here. But it's so well written, uh, yeah. and I love like Luke. You talked about it—the balance between history and the the yeah. thunder. And I—I I mean, it's the point of the story. And even the prologue is the story of Oklahoma City. And I'm just like. In my own mind, if you're from Oklahoma City, like picturing the areas that he's talking about and this yeah. guy who's this fight that stumbles through the streets basically by the Civic Center and the library and all these different things. And I don't know, man. I love it. I'm a history buff. Uh, history buff. I can't believe that word came out of my – I like history <laughs> and immediately uh, <laughs> said it felt embarrassed. Um but I love history and I love the city. And so, so far it's been a great read. I'm, I'm reading ahead just because I – yeah, uh, I did. Too. I don't know. It's, it's just good, man. <laughs> like next, if you start reading, you just keep pushing through. Next, next week um, is going to be really interesting. So, yeah. I, I, and then once you get into the Oklahoma City stuff, like the Thunder stuff, it really gets too personal because, I mean, no, uh, there is no Thunder fan that has passed the wound of the Harden trade and yeah. wants to talk about it as if it's not recent. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I wanted to <clears throat> go back a little bit because it's just funny the way he talks about cars in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And how it's like the first thing you have to do when you arrive in Oklahoma City is make sure you have a car because you cannot survive. And he talked about how cars in other cities are like these like foreign objects that shouldn't really exist there. And like people are walking everywhere and he's like, in Oklahoma City, sidewalks don't really exist. 
and that <laughs> and that cars you need a car to go everywhere it's like it's so true and that uh even in a traffic jam you're going the speed limit <laughs> it's just for the yeah. most part very true and it's and it's funny driving in Oklahoma City where if you are going under the speed limit you feel so inconvenienced by it and like yeah. you, like you feel angered by it and it's funny because if you drive in any other city i mean you're you're rarely going that fast in certain times of the day but in Oklahoma City it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. If I can't go the speed limit or five or six miles per hour above that, then like you're, you're feeling immediately a little, a little frustrated, uh, which just yeah. further furthers his point. The thing that I really liked is he was like, "This is a city where," and he he makes a description of uh, two landmarks in the city, and immediately I know exactly the intersection he's talking about, <laughs> which oh, I, I really liked. Yeah. Um, just intricate details that people are like, oh, that's that's weird. And I'm just like, oh, that's class and in 63rd. Right. Uh, the right. milk bottle and the golden and the gold dome. dome. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it. Uh, 23rd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 23rd. Yeah. I'm wrong. Um, so I guess I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I immediately know. But the wrong street. to it, it. I just I just like that because it. Yeah, uh, I do too. Just to kind of see an outsider's perspective. Uh, but a person who has spent a good amount of time here. Yeah. And I will say this, reading it through a defensive lens, uh, which is the way I'm, I'm reading it. <laughs> I thought uh, so much about you while that, I was reading this, Jay. <laughs> like you're, you're like that? you're like the person I thought of during this whole thing. I, bet um, I was <laughs> about like being defensive and like making yourself bigger than you are and like I'm trying to. It's just I'm like so this is. That's crazy. This so state and city drive me nuts, man. But I, I am. It's like in my veins, and it's. So for me, it's like I'm reading this. I'm like, you know, so, uh, so the Devon Tower. So my point of reference for when he was here is, is number one is tr- Harden was trading in October of 13. Is that right? Or October of 12? 12. 12. So 12. if it's October 12, like this is the era that he's around. And just the cool part about reading some of this is as he's talking about these things where he's cities, they don't have, you know, sidewalks. And Oklahoma City has come so far yeah. in seven years oh. since this book was really kind of the bulk of it was written. Uh, and so that's one of the things that was kind of a proud moment because he talks about some of these things like, man, it's changed a lot, man. There's sidewalks everywhere. There's been initiatives to get bike lanes more everywhere and, you know, parks and all these different things. But I was like, man, the Devon Tower doesn't feel like it was. But the Devon Tower opened in 2012. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize it's been open for eight years now. Yeah. It feels like it was just the other day it was opened. Well, that and then yeah, also ha- where it talks about the oil stuff. I mean, that made me feel a little bit sad, to be honest, because of how things were back in 2012 with like all these oil companies. Like Chesapeake is just booming. Like you, you can't, you know, you either know like a ton of people that work for Chesapeake, or you know a ton of people that know a ton of people that work for Chesapeake at the time. You know, and same for all these energy companies. And now, I mean, dude, gas was 99 cents at Sam's the other day. Yeah. And these oil companies are struggling. Like Chesapeake is not going to exist for much longer. Yeah, that, and so, they, yeah. And so that, That's to insane. me, like reading that part of it, made me feel a little bit sad, just because things have changed a lot with the oil industry, really, in the past you know year, two years. Um, so that that was <laughs> that, that was one thing where, yeah, that was a that's a part of you know how we exist and who we are. Uh, but that's changing. I mean, that's that's something that is changing, and that you know we have come so far. But also, it's something that is kind of being taken out 
of who we are a little bit, which is a scary and a little sad at the same time, you know. Yeah. I want to touch back, Jay, on what you brought up first about because that that was the first thing I highlighted was the uh, like a hitchhiker threatened by a bear in the woods, hysterically exaggerating its size. Being in the, you know, small business community now in OKC since I graduated college, the number one thing that you really like get a feel for is there's a lot of big fish in this small pond. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of people that are only concerned with Oklahoma city or Oklahoma, and there's not a lot of thought outside of the city or the state. And so it's like, dude, I deal with people all the time that think that they're like hot crap because they're, (laughs) they're big time in OKC, you know? And it's, it drives me insane. Cause it's like, dude, there's nothing else going. what, What are we doing here? You know, like we can, we can, we have good art. We have great businesses. We have cool things going on, but like specifically in the design community right now, there is this like ego and arrogance that is just outrageous. It's outrageous. And, uh, yeah, it, like that was the first thing I thought about when he was talking about that. Yeah. I think a, a part of that too is, is, is pretty new to Oklahoma city yeah. because before it was, if you wanted to do something like that, you're going to go to Dallas or to Austin or to LA or to New York or something like that. If you want to be that hot crap and now you yeah. can be that hot crap here, you know, and want and feel like that. And people are doing some great things and I can, yeah. and there's, and there's you some... get known very quickly here. That's the thing too, is yeah, like, for sure. it's a big city, but it's a small town. And so like, if you're doing something cool, people know about it. No doubt. Basically, almost immediately. And That's I think true. that kind of contributes to it as well. And and you know what? It's It goes both ways too. I mean, like we do a really good job of supporting our own businesses here. So I don't want to only talk mess on that. But that's just the first thing I, ta- I thought of when I read that part was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is this is a lot of our personalities here. Yeah. Uh, the, speaking the of, other, can, and, I, can I touch on one thing before we go on? You talked about supporting businesses. And during times like this and we really do need to support businesses and this is a little bit of an ad but i need you to stick with me because if you live in oklahoma city uh this is this is becoming a a problem and an issue uh that we have these restaurants that can stay open but they can only either deliver or curbside or pick up Uh, you can't go and eat at these restaurants anymore and so uh, somebody that's always supported us uh, for a really long time are the people of the mule and the press. And so uh, I would encourage you guys to, if if you're somebody that still has a job, you're still getting paid, uh, you're still making money, I would encourage you to give back to these local restaurants and to the local people in your community. And I think the press and the mule is one that, that we are passionate about, one that we love. Uh, make sure that you follow them on social media, follow them at the press OKC, the mule OKC. And if you didn't know, they opened up a new location in Edmond. So if you live in Edmond or close to Edmond, make sure that you follow them on Twitter or Instagram at the Mule Edmond. Uh, they have daily deals. Like today, they had a deal where you could get uh, four burgers and four fries for twenty-four bucks. So if you want to feed your whole family, you can feed them for twenty-four bucks, which is an outrageous deal. And all their food is really fresh and really well made. I've never had anything at either place that I didn't think was good. So. My cousin is the owner of the press and the mule. And so he would always kind of hound me about, hey, I want you to try the veggie burger. And I thought there's nothing in the world that I would want less than a veggie burger. 
And he kept offering and offering. And then one time, so okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. And it was delicious. And so I can safely say that everything I've ever had at either the press or the mule is so good, including the veggie burger, which I continue to have probably more than any other item on the menu. It so, is so good. <laughs> it's the best. It is so, so good. It so, really is. Uh, so for I would just challenge you guys this week for lunch or for dinner to to call them. You can do DoorDash, actually. And so you can go, uh, if you enter in the code DUNK, you can get um, a percentage off. I think it's $5 off your first order with them, which helps the athletic and also helps uh, the mule and the press. Um, or I guess just the mule. Just the mule in Edmond and the mule in uh, the plaza use DoorDash. The press does not. But if you just call in an order and go pick it up, or have it delivered to your house. Uh, I think that that's just a way that you can give back a little bit. If you're, if you're scared, if you're frustrated, and I know that we all, all of us are. There's not one person that doesn't feel that way. But if you, there's one thing you can do to give back is to support these local restaurants that really, their only way to thrive is through you and through the people. And so, I'd encourage you to go to the Mule or to the Press this week and show your support for them. Make sure, just tip the people that are there too. Those people, I mean, that's how they make their living. That's how they feed their families. That's how they feed themselves. Please go support them and support the people that have supported Down to Dunk through the years, but this is a way that we can, as a community, support them. So, okay, let's get back at it. And you're supporting them, but you're also getting good. God, it's the the easiest way to support somebody. We did it last night. We went to the Mule in in Edmond, and... It felt much more that I was supporting my weight gain than I was supporting anything else. So, oh yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do we want to move on to the inaugural class of the Hall of Shame? Well, is there anything? No, else? we, we need to talk about Harden. Yeah, man. Oh, we're going to chapter well, Harden two. Harden is I'm chapter sorry. three. So no, here's my prologue. question about this: Harden's so chapter the... two, prologue, chapter one is. Uh, Visitor's Guide to Oklahoma City Chapter 2 is the Harden, the beard. Yeah. Is oh. that right? Yeah, yeah I, I assumed the prologue, prologue was not included. Oh, no, okay. man. The prologue's the prologue, bro. Okay, well, I've read it. So, so here's the deal about this. is do you, So, obviously, based on the trivia game that we did just a few nights ago, yeah. my real, full-blown, insane investment in the Thunder didn't apparently start until we started doing the podcast. So like, I don't remember there being that much conversation about whether or not Harden would or wouldn't sign. Like I remember it being kind of a thought, but I think most of us kind of just assumed he would because most everybody did. It was a cover. It was a topic of conversation for sure. I remember the, it was like surge versus, I remember conversations like, should we keep Harden surge? You remember that? Yeah, I yeah. do remember for sure. That, and then when they signed Surge, it was like, okay, I think they can still keep Harden. Yeah, yeah because they, they got Surge on a good deal. They got Surge on a good deal, and then you. But the thing was that you're going to training camp, and it felt like, okay, training camp has started. Great. Maybe they'll wait till next summer to do it. When are they going to get this deal done? And and also, I mean, part of it is that. Now, like the Twitter conversation is such a huge deal. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine the NBA and Twitter not existing together, but it really didn't, that it wasn't connected like it was then. It was just news. It was just news back then. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was, there was Twitter, but it wasn't like it is today. 
No, not at all. And so I think some of our memories also exist within that. Yeah, which is probably part of it. One of the things I thought was intriguing here is there's a place where it says the Oklahoman turned moralistic with the headline, Oklahoma City can save Harden for himself. <laughs> when he, From himself. Yeah, is, is referencing him being on a yacht. Um, which is just on a yacht, so, like with all these girls wearing tight white clothes, is, is the way that he described so it. So let's have let's have this conversation since we're here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. Now listen, I, I get it, and there's going to be a Rocket fan that's going to lose their mind if they ever stumble across this. He's been an MVP. <laughs> he's been an all all time. What are you Great about play. to say? Oh my goodness. Okay, go ahead. I, it's hard for me to walk through these conversations and reading this book and not just think about what could have been in Oklahoma City. Like yeah. it's just really hard yeah. for me not to not to oh. think like, dude. Dude, no kidding. And now who do you want to blame it on? Do you want to blame it on Harden, you know, because he wanted to go and be the alpha somewhere? Yeah. Uh, that he didn't take the contract that was offered. You want to blame it on Preston because they didn't offer the full, whatever. Like however you want to you want to shake this thing down. I think we all have to admit um, that this Thunder team had the potential to do something. Like, they could have been the Warriors before the Warriors were the Warriors. They made the freaking finals the year before, of course. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I know know it's not like on this side of like, man, if he would have just stayed in Oklahoma City, he would, you know, have been. It's not like he left and went to Houston and then just fell off the face of the earth. Like, obviously, he's become a superstar MVP, you know, whatever. But. It's hard not to think about the fact that if if he would have stayed in Oklahoma City, like what would they be talked like? What would be the narrative of James Harden today versus what it is? Like if he would have stayed in Oklahoma City, what would it be today versus what it is in Houston? Which like James Harden is 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 a superstar, all these different things, but he is not a liked guy by a lot of people. Yeah, let's say they win two titles with Durant and Westbrook. And Harden, you know, then the conversation is completely different for all for all of them. For you all know? three, yeah. For Westbrook, yeah. I mean, Westbrook is beloved, but if he was like the point guard of this team that won two titles, and if Durant, I mean, Durant's is maybe even more drastic than Harden's, if they yeah, were actually to, so to have that success. And then James Harden too. He, He's d- super uh, Manu. He, He's freaking super Manu Ginobili. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. loves Manu Ginobili. Find somebody that doesn't like him. Maybe they don't like him because he flops or whatever, but the dude is beloved by the NBA community as a whole. I mean, Harden is that times like a billion because he's he's a lot better than Manu ever was. I mean, Manu never led a team like James has. And, if, and, and also the conversation could become, let's say they just kept Harden, they signed him to the max, things didn't work out between Russ and Harden. And you figure out as the modern NBA approaches that it's better to have a lead guard that can shoot the basketball, and you trade Russell at that time, you get a heck of a lot more than they got for James. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's just a lot to, that could have unfolded a lot better than it did for Oklahoma City. The other thing about that is think about because we traded Harden and things with. Uh, Russ and Durant became what they became. The decisions that Kevin Durant made and his and his ensuing reputation. Oh my goodness! And how different that would be if we had won two championships. 
Kevin Durant never shows the world his butt and makes decisions <laughs> that no one respects. Yeah. But beyond that, like, so here's the other thing, though, in the midst of it. I know that we were trying to tre- create like a Spursian dynasty. Like, that's what mm-hmm. the goal was with mm-hmm. that squad. Right. But even even if they win a couple championships and they maybe flame out, they start getting frustrated because egos were going to be a deal, man. That I I still believe that primary to this whole conversation was ego. It wasn't about the financial divide. Like it was about Harden wants to be the guy, Kevin yeah. wants to be the guy, Russ wants to be the guy. How do you have three alphas at the same time? I think that was totally what the conversation was about. No doubt. But for me, is even if they win a couple and Kevin decides that he doesn't want to play with Russell Westbrook anymore. Like he can just step away. And I think the pain would be way different with a couple championships because it's impossible to not connect the dots between Kevin Durant leaving and the reality that the Thunder's window for for a world championship, NBA championship, went with him. Yeah. Like it went yeah. with him. He never with really him. had like with Kevin we were a you game mean, away you from mean? the finals. Yeah, with Kevin Durant. Yeah, with Kevin. Well, with both of them, ultimately, but yeah. now in hindsight, but definitely with when Kevin left. Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. Not I mean, there's I no wanna, question. How many other wounds can we bring up here? But <laughs> but that's what this chapter does is it brings up all these wounds. And I want to – like – so there's a part I highlighted when he was talking to a citizen and, and then eventually the mayor who joked – who he thought was joking about adding mm-hmm. a sales tax to right. make enough money to pay Harden. And then he realized, oh, they're not joking. And the mayor wasn't joking, too. No. And, you know, what he's referencing, what he's referring to is how important this team is to the city. And I think financially and economically and, in you know, in bringing people downtown, like, think about, did you guys go downtown before the Thunder were here? No. You went to Bricktown. Spaghetti Warehouse. Baby. Kind of. There it was just nothing started. down there. They, they just, the, the Oklahoma, I don't know what Oklahoma City, city would be without the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no bit, what yeah, you if can't, there you were can't titles down there. that? Yeah. Like, right. think about if Hart didn't leave and we got a title or two, then what would this city be? Like, it's exploded like it is, but I can't imagine what would have happened if we won. So one yeah. of the things I, I remember vividly is that there were a lot of the NBA beat writers that complained about the lack of hotels in the downtown area whenever they came here for the 2012. And I remember also John Hollinger saying that, like, I feel like I should just go ahead and book my hotel for the next five years here um, at the same yeah. time that all of this is going on. Right. And in the midst of it, like what you see is the the renaissance of Oklahoma City from 2012 forward. I mean, it was like now there's 20 hotels in the yeah. downtown area, right? Like yeah. it is it is exploded. And the only reason any of that happened was because of this team. But you're right, like the whole feel of this team and the fandom in the city is a different world if the Thunder have uh, awe or multiple championships because of that run with those guys. Instead, yeah. it just feels there's like an emptiness, man. For real. I watched some highlights mistakenly, and I just like, <laughs> uh, just sick it's, to my stomach. It's just insane to think about how good they were, and then you remember like, oh my god, they were like 21-22. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Well, And, and so, the balance there could, I mean, it's just the, the margin is so slim. Because, like, what if the Portland Trailblazers took Kevin? You know? Yeah, and the Thunder get yeah. Greg Oden. Yeah. The Thunder yeah. get Greg Oden. Yeah. Like, none of that ever, ever happens. You know, the margin in between between being who the Thunder were and are, and the, I mean, we have to even, I know that they didn't get a title, but the success that they had 
was so crucial to the growth of the city because if, let's say they had you know the same success that the Charlotte Bobcats slash Hornets have had. Does any of this happen? Where, where your best player in the last decade is who like Gerald Wallace and you know Kimball Walker. Walker. I mean, if that if those are your best players of the last decade, does any of this happen? And Boris so Dio was there, dude. <laughs> right, fat Boris Dio played there with the racing stripe <laughs> jersey. I mean, to me, I know we talk about like the success they could have had, but I think there's also the success that they did have created what we have in Oklahoma City now. So you can't just say like, "Oh, I can't believe they did." And there is a lot of that there, but if they weren't who they were from 2010 to today, then none of this happens. If they're Charlotte, if they're Sacramento, if they're any of these other teams, if they're Orlando, if they're any of those teams that exist here, people get excited the first few years. That's cool. Oh, we get to go watch Kobe play. That's really fun. We have nothing to root for. This team has not made the playoffs. They made it twice, and they had to scrap to get there, and then the next year they don't make it. Who cares? Who cares about the NBA? I still love my Sooners. Stoops troops. Well, that's about the the NBA. I was was thinking about was like they had to win pretty early on to win over sports fans here because of the college football culture. Yeah, like Sooners and and Cowboys have a have a history of winning, you know, and that's what I mean. Look at what Sooner fans do when they have a great season. They still like crap on the whole thing. Like it's like (laughs) you win or it's awful. Yeah. And so the Thunder, you're right. Like the Thunder had to play well pretty quickly. Yeah, and they did. And so to me, it's easy to focus on that, like narrow margin of them. Like they got so close but didn't get there. But they got so much further than most NBA franchises do that it really helped propel the the city to where it is. And so I think that we also have to look at it as a massive success. Oh yeah, because if we if we don't if we only look at it as oh what what they could have been if they won the title, but things could have been a thousand times worse. They could have had DJ Augustine and Greg Oden as their two best players instead of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. I mean that's a true reality, which I think goes back to just the reminder of like Clay Bennett and Aubrey McClendon, like as hated as they are, and I know we're eventually going to get into the Seattle part of it, but is they made the most brilliant decision to set this team up by hiring Sam Presti when they did. They were still in Seattle when they hired Sam Presti, and Sam drafted Kevin Durant, and he drafted everybody that has been on this team as Sam's. Yeah, Mitch McGarry. So hiring him as the – Mitch McGarry. There's a lot of guys. So it's it's one of those things I think that – like that team just made the decision that they weren't going to be the owners that – tried to run the organization, but we're going to hire a brilliant guy from the Spurs that can can draft well and create the thing. Cole and that's Aldridge. why I think, just to, just to bring it back to this season, I Perry think the encouraging Jones. thing in the middle of this is that you have you have as many shots at it Terrence as you can. Ferguson. Again. <laughs> Terrence Ferguson. There's all sorts of guys. Uh, <laughs> Tibor Plass. <laughs> Y'all remember uh, Pretzels? What's his name? Gorgeous Pretzels. Yeah, gorgeous pretzels. He was around Cameron, for a while. Cameron, Sorry, Jay, continue. Cameron no, Payne. it's all right. I just Cameron think it's he's such a brilliant, brilliant hire, and it's the reason that the Thunder aren't the Bobcats or the Hornets, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, as you guys can tell, listing at home, this is a good book. Starts a lot of good conversation. You can join us yeah. by uh, downloading it, 
reading it with us. We're only on chapter two. We're going to keep doing this every week. And uh, I want to... I want to say, Luke, sorry. You can also – you don't have to have a Kindle. Your iPhone has a books app, and that's what I got it on because I gave the book to a friend to read. And it's only five ninety nine on the books app, and it, it works really well there too. So you yeah. can just get it on your phone too. I was reminded though when I, – I told Jay this earlier when I stopped at his house. I, I haven't used my Kindle in probably three years, and I remember why. Um, like a book downloaded on my Kindle that I didn't buy, and it wouldn't let me read any other book – because and like that was the only book I could read, and so I don't know what the deal was, but the book is called "There's a Problem with Your Credit Card." So oh, I thought it was going to be Fifty Shades of Grey. No, no, but I <laughs> I took care of it and uh, to download my Kindle, so I'm back in the Kindle life. It's good to be good to oh, be back. Yeah, back. I got infected with mommy porn. There's Fifty Shades of Grey on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should laugh at that. Listen, I know that this is not an easy time. Uh, we're quarantined. We're not spending time with others. And with that, we also can't watch NBA basketball. There's no thunder. There's no Chris Paul in the clutch. There's no watching SGA grow right before our eyes. I get it. It's horrible. But The Athletic is still here, and we're still producing content on a daily basis for you. If you haven't read Eric Horn's piece on what's most surprising about this Thunder team, you should go check that out. Uh, we're continuing to produce down-to-dunk episodes for you. And we are completely supported by The Athletic. And so if you could support the people that are supporting us and that are supporting really the sports community is is being supported by The Athletic right now. Uh, and I have a great offer for you. If you haven't subscribed yet, if you're listening to our show, if you've listened for a long time and you haven't subscribed to The Athletic yet, uh, this is a great time because you can get 40% off of The Athletic subscription when you go to theathletic.com forward slash down to dunk. Uh, some of the best stories in sports are put up on The Athletic. Sham Sharania is always reporting the latest, and so you can get all of his content on The Athletic. You can get Eric Horn's content. You can read Fred Katz still that writes for the Wizards. He's always putting out really good and creative stuff uh, about the Wizards, about the league in general. He wrote that, that story about Stephen Adams' feet. If you haven't read that, by the way, you should subscribe only for that reason. And so Brett Dawson also writes about the Lakers. You guys are familiar with Brett as well. So uh, lots of really great, great stuff out there. Anthony Slater writes about the Warriors. He's another Thunder person that's ended up with The Athletic. And so to me, it's the best place to get sports coverage. And you're going to see some of the most creative content on TheAthletic.com. So please go to TheAthletic.com forward slash down to dunk to receive 40% off. And we hope to see you there. Okay, well. it's it's the in, <laughs> it's the inaugural Oklahoma City Thunder Hall of Shame. So you've heard of the Hall of Fame. This is the Hall of Shame. These are going to be the bottom five moments in Thunder history. And so moments, but moments, things, maybe ideas, humans, humans. So we're going to only induct things. five. We will discuss many, and then we will decide what the what the five are going to be. And so I think that there's some non-negotiables, if you guys will stay with me. The three non-negotiables for me, one, Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City on July 4th and ruining my holiday for the rest of my life. The worst moment. With that. Yeah. Number one. Without question. It's it was horrible. It was stupid. It's still very stupid. And it's ru- honestly, it's ruined his reputation and ruined who he is. 
and it led him to choose Kyrie Irving as his partner for the rest of his career. Good luck, Kevin. You're an idiot. Number two is the James Harden trade. Uh, I think it's a non-negotiable. I think it belongs in the Hall of Shame. I think that it was a it was a bad deal to begin with, uh, and it didn't turn out well for the Thunder. Uh, you know, they had one good season after that, which was great, but a lot of that is because they had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook already. It was a bad trade. We got Steven. We love Steven. Love Steven to death. But I think we can all agree that we would all rather have James Harden. Got Kevin Martin. Jeremy got Kevin, Lamb. One one season of Kevin Martin. Jeremy Lamb. We had to it was trade. A great season, though. We had to trade away won- Cole Aldrich. Lazar oh, Hayward. Had the victory cigar. Lazar Hayward. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And then the third one has to be Game Six of the 2016 Western Conference Finals. Oh, wow! All right, Is yeah, that not, I mean, sure. That was that was that's one of the most painful top. moments of my Thunder fandom. Right? I agree. I mean, do do we all remember exactly where we were during that game? I, I the, know exactly where I was. Yeah, I was in the arena, I don't, just actually. feeling the pain. I had Warriors fans sitting behind me chanting the whole game. It was awful. I was with my I was wife. At, I was at Steve and Slife and Ryan's house, Jamon. And we were watching it over there. I was in I was in Las Vegas. Yeah. Did you watch yep. it? Yeah, I was at like a sports book there. Dude, that would be incredible. And it Did was you bet on the word? There were Warriors fans. Ninety percent Warriors fans. Uh, Probably ten percent Thunder fans. And it was just erupting for him and it was <sighs> I did not like it much. Just you know what's crazy worst. about that game, rewatching that in agony as well over the last few weeks, is <laughs> been uh, the Thunder were like outplaying them most of the game. They were up 3 1 in the series. No, 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 yeah, I watched. I watched Clay Thompson destroy us. It was horrific. It was horrific. And it's and sad because he's the one out of all of those guys I like the most. I still like him the most. Still, yeah. really, really, so really. Are we like ready Clay. for other nominations? Uh, anything else on the James Harden trade? You guys want to talk about the James Harden trade more? No. What are we <laughs> doing? Or Kevin Durant leaving say, Oklahoma uh, City? I feel like every those are the ones that like. Everyone, everyone knows. Those are are non-negotiables. Here's here's what I remember about Kevin Durant leaving is not only the experience, but when we got back within the first week or two, we had maybe our first live pod. It was our very first. Yeah. At Anchor Down. And I mean, there was like, I don't know. A hundred people, maybe six. Yeah, six that's probably people? true. I have no idea. It was great. And Anthony Slater, like Anthony Slater, came down. Yeah. and Royce was there, and it was yeah. just like, I mean, Carson cutting two weeks. Yeah, we were all so freshly pissed off about this thing, where it was like, I know. so many boos and so many like, boos, go that guy. It was and yeah. so much booze. Jay and I got sloshed at that podcast. <laughs> it was on very, accident. It was very. There's a moment Taylor and I went and just sat on the stairs. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was. We just won't be a part of this. I know. It was. It was. It was crazy. It was horrible. 
<laughs> All right, so are we ready for some other nominees? Yeah, but yes. first, here's Clay's stats from that game. <clears throat> no, stop. Points, My 14 gosh. for 31 overall, 11 for 18 threes. Most threes in a playoff game in NBA history. Don't do this. All right. Taylor, come on. Other nominations. Why are you doing this? All right. It has to, point. Has, it's in to the be, has to be Pat Beverly hitting and yep, blowing his knee up. Yeah, Pat Bev. And that Him, was himself. Just talk Patrick about, Beverly. I think, himself. Yeah. Talk about moments that I remember where I was, oddly, is I was driving at Penn and Memorial. <clears throat> And my wife was actually driving. I was in the passenger seat, my and I wife. got the te- and I got the my wife, and I got a text from Taylor that was like, "Oh, Russell's out for the playoffs." Oh, towards yeah. me, I was like, "Bull crap, no Taylor, you're such a liar." Yeah, I remember Darnell <laughs> tweeted that, and it was just like, "What? Yep, no, no, Man. yeah, Beverly belongs in there." Um, other nom okay, I'm gonna throw out just a bunch of stuff and we I got another one. And you wanna keep I, going? I have, what are we doing? I have I have one as well. Okay, go ahead, Luke. Um the one storm chaser with the long hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good he, one. He's moved he up, is, by the way. He is and he's yeah, he now he loads the the Balon blaster sometimes, but he still does <laughs> goes back to his first blaster. love, which is which is making <laughs> Thunder Games just a, a, long, little, a hint the ballon blaster the yeah. ballon blaster yeah um and he's i i have never known a person i don't know have never met i don't know his name mm-hmm. i don't know really the first thing about him uh-huh. and i imagine not many other people do but largely <laughs> by the not fan base you almost universally reviled well this could Everyone somehow, knows right now who I believe this will get back to him. I believe this will get back to him, so we'll find I hope out. It does. I think it will. Okay. He's made my life worse. So here's one for – here's a good <laughs> He's bad, and you guys know he's bad. So I don't. I don't know the man. I don't. I don't know him. So here's oh, the. Uh, I love him, dude. I love him. He. I. He, we're friends. He's got passion. Uh, here's one for the nominee. Okay. Dame Lillard. Yeah. Half court three point shot to end this era of Thunder basketball. Yeah. I don't know that, that it can. I that. don't know that it can make it. Um, just because it actually triggered the best thing for us. Sometimes the best thing for you can be something bad. Yeah. I agree. Known hater Andrew Schlack. Don't you think though? I mean, I don't think that it, that can be disputed at this point, right? Can it be disputed? Yeah. Here's the deal for me, man, is I'm a little <laughs> bit upset that I, I'm not watching this Thunder team play. I know. I love, this has been such a fun season. Them it's play been, it's season. been amazing. It's been so great. I mean, there's a 25 minute clip from House of Highlights of Chris Paul highlights for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. I suggest you watch it. Yeah, it's been great. It's been amazing. And you know what else is not on, on this list is the trades for. The trading of Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They don't they don't belong emotional. on they don't belong on here. Andrew's getting emotional about A little bit. They what about they what about what about Tyson Chandler failing? Yeah. TC. Yeah, that's on gotta here. be one. Yeah, the Tyson Chandler failed trade to me. It belongs in here, and there's gonna be an argument for kind of what should go at five. But the Tyson Chandler deal, 
to me is fifth because it is to me it's the ultimate what if because they gave up nothing to get him nothing it was an incredible deal no draft picks it was like chris wilcox and draft like filler to get him somebody named devon harden who never played in the league was a and part that of is the, deal. the- and that is the year that let's see. Oh, that was oh eight oh nine. So right, he so he was eventually traded to the Mavericks and became yes. the center for the Mavericks. And so yeah, he was incredible defensive player of the year. Deep so you have to think. Like, I mean, you have to walk through is to remember like Tyson Chandler's your center. Like you don't have to move on Jeff Green. You keep Jeff Green you, and you can trade him. You can trade him another time if you want. You can trade Dude, him somewhere Tyson else. Tyson Chandler on that Mavs team. Is I I I can like see him in my head with Jason Kidd and Dirk and how much he yeah. filled every single gap that was lacking in that do team. You remember so that her and Jason Kidd could do whatever they wanted and Jason you Terry, whatever that, they wanted. Remember that Western Conference Finals against those guys? Yeah, dude. And the Thunder were up by double digits every single game that they lost. Yep. Like they were running through them, and the Mavericks are just like, all right, we'll just wait till Derek scores forty a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable. Like when they won that game, the championship, I was like, well, I can't be too upset. I love the Mavericks because what a I love pure Dirk. championship, honestly. So good, man. Like so what a pure championship team. That is like the epitome of like a. That's just solid basketball. No one can really hate it. Like, what what was there to hate about that team besides Jason Kidd probably being a domestic abuser? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the the uh, the thing was that it was against that Heat team, so it would have been it would have been like who it it wouldn't matter who yeah, it was yeah, beating it was the perfect. Warriors in their first year. It was beating that Heat team in their first year that they came together, where they seemed unbeatable. They had that whole press. They had the whole deal where they had like. On stage in front of the Heat fans before they had even played a game, they had acted like they won. They had won the championship, and so for somebody to beat that team was so great. And it felt like the the United States had won versus. Well, the what's Heat. crazy is that the Heat are one like that. The Heat were one Ray Allen miracle shot from only winning one championship in that run. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's wild. It's nuts. The it's Warriors so only won two. Wait, what? Which is wild. No. They won three. With Kevin. With Kevin. Oh, two with Kevin, yeah. They should have won ten with Kevin. But Kevin's a weirdo. Yeah. And now he he would I rather mean, play. He should have won ten with Kevin. Next one. Um <laughs> I think Reggie Jackson is a nominee for sure. Just everything that he did, he should have Everything about him. I mean, he's clearly now a backup on the Clippers should have been a back like a really high level backup guard on a team and he had the chance to be that with Oklahoma City he wanted more uh tears of joy when he got to go play for the Pistons and they were just never ever any good I was so pissed about when I read that dude that was like were you guys not so yeah furious when you read what Reggie was saying about it yeah oh my god it was infuriating and I mean, just everything you hear about that time during that year with Reggie was just like, okay, this guy's the worst. Like, this guy's the absolute worst. I remember on media day, somebody asked Reggie what his goals for the year were, and he said to be the best basketball player to ever live. And you just, like, looked at him and you're like, what are you talking about? 
I mean, you're not even like the fourth best player on this team. <laughs> how are you gonna be? And he's like, that's just that's just how I how I do things. That's just how I live. I want to be the best basketball player to ever live. Okay, great, dude. Now you're the backup th- point guard for the Clippers. Good job. I was watching uh, that highlight of the. I don't know why this came up. It was on Twitter. That game against the Clippers, where we got the where Russ got the tip away from Chris Paul. And then yeah. Reggie got it at half court, like that comeback game. Yeah, I and Reggie gets that. it at half yeah. court, and KD and Russ are open to the left. I forgot just how open they were. Oh, yeah. And man. he, like, fake passed to them and went up. <laughs> and it's just, it reminded me so much. That play right there is the epitome of how what Reggie. that Thunder team was. Kevin Durant, beautiful, scores right there. Russell Westbrook, out of control. Something good happens. Reggie gets it, goes up, thinks he's better than Kevin Durant. Luke and I were right behind the basket for that game. If you remember, that's what Steven Adams brought up in his, uh, either in, I think it was in his book. Yeah, yeah you're, right, you're right. He said, you want to talk about what's wrong with Reggie? Like, look at that play. That epitomizes everything about it. Like, he had literally two of the best players in the NBA wide open and he's the one that thought he should have been the, the one that took the basket or the shot yeah so anyway so so here's my question what about the 2014 2015 season the whole season should be on this list that's the one where it's katie got the sure. jones fracture yeah that's the one where russell like it was the most like sebastian telfair was getting legitimate minutes yeah Lance it was Thomas, good man ish smith like that, that whole season time. should be that was a Awful, awful season because the Thunder were, it was in their window, man. And if you remember that championship, it was, I think, the Warriors' first championship, right? Yes. I think it was the Warriors' oh, yes. championship. It was. The Cavs. It was, yep. And you it was, watch yeah. that team play, and you're like, the Warriors, neither one of those teams were ready for that moment when they played in the finals. Mm-hmm. I remember watching and go, these teams don't look great. I think the Thunder, if they would have been healthy, would have had a great chance to make a run at that. And they missed the playoffs by half a game because well, the Spurs didn't play against the Pelicans in the last game of the season. Yep, 13-14 and then 14-15 were massive opportunities missed because of injury. That's one thing that will always be overlooked in the history of the Thunder is that they were right there had Russ not gotten hurt and had the entire team not gotten hurt the next season. Yeah. So you want to know something crazy? We had on that year... The highest games played by one, by a single player that year was 74, and it was Anthony Morrow. Um, Reggie Jackson played 50, KD 27, Russ 67. I mean, you have players down here like Mitch McGarry. Perry Jones played 43. Mitch McGarry played 32. It's crazy. Yeah, it was outrageous. Mitch McGarry had moments in that season where you're like, this dude's like a – Actual basketball player. He played against Portland. I, I don't know the statistics over the I time remember I that I, game. Yeah. I think he may have even scored 20. He was awesome. He was legitimately Incredible. awesome. Just love snakes too much, man. <laughs> you know, you know which one I. Didn't he want to be a professional bowler? He was, and now he uh, grows his own weed. Cool. Which, uh, which was his ultimate destiny from the beginning, if we yeah, look back. Yeah. Um, another one that I think I would like to nominate is the Oklahoman Mr. Unreliable headline. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That was such and, and just the all the just the entire like conversations around it. Like oh, the, the conversations that it started and it was just like, come on. Yeah. Yep, that was dumb. That was super duper dumb. 
Uh, it was just like, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, uh, give me a break, guys. Uh, okay, another nominee, Playoff P. Remember? Uh, we haven't seen Playoff P yet. And then we saw Playoff P just get manhandled by Joe Ingles. That was great. We haven't seen Playoff P yet. Can't wait for the Clippers to see Playoff P. Yeah. It was just, that was... It's, that, that's, that's so recent it's still so deflating to me <laughs> i know it was just like hearing it yeah it is too yeah. recent and then because game it, one he scored like, like 30 he was incredible game one he was and then playoff p reared his ugly head the rest of the series it was like remember the last game the remember game, game six when he was just allergic to the basketball just ran away from it and russell took like 50 shots and when you watched the game at the time, you didn't blame Russell for it because nobody else wanted the ball. Not one other person wanted the ball. And the Thunder yeah. were benching Melo at that point because Melo would have definitely wanted the ball. Um, but it was that was just ridiculous. That was Paul George had a 14.6 PER that playoffs. That was really cute. Good job, um, playoff P. Uh, also, uh, just trading for Melo in general. Also, probably goes on. No, this I don't not, agree with that. That's I don't agree. I don't boo, agree either. Boo. Bad admission. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. But on that team, I would have much rather had Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott than Mello. Mello wasn't. And that, you get the I first mean, round pick. Yes, you, dude. Dude, he was part of the reason that the Jazz had the game plan they did. I mean, yeah, Jeremy Grant should have been playing more than Melo. I get it. But I don't think this is Hall of Shame worthy. I don't. Yeah, but I the don't game's a nominee. He's not going to make the Hall of Shame, but it's but the Melo trade was a bad one. It was a bad one. It was not if, good if, for the Thunder. It did not help the if Thunder. If we're going to do the NBA Hall of – or the Oklahoma City Thunder Hall of Shame, like I would – Andre Robertson's patellar tendon rupturing would be a higher rated one than the Melo trade for me. It's just saying – I'm just saying I a agree. nominee – I just think it was not a good deal for yeah. the Thunder. Yeah, they had that it's top. Un- they had that second un- round pick that ended up being Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> Would you rather have Mitchell Robinson or? Oh, you can't play that game, Andrew. Yes, you can. You can absolutely. That was a valuable pick. It was a valuable pick that they traded. I mean, dude, but- you remember when they traded him at that time? We all liked it. It made sense. Yeah, we did true. not know. Of Mello course, was we liked like it. House. But I'm saying, I think the conversation that we had that was at least worth worth this conversation is like. If that was one of the guiding things that would have made Paul George say, hey, man, this team really is going to take the necessary steps to win. Look what they did to trade for Mello. Like that, that's, 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 the what only, always, that's what we told ourselves. That's the least. only redeemable part of it. That's the only redeemable part of the Mello trade is that it got Russell Westbrook and Paul George to resign. That's the only I'll redeemable the part other, of it. The other redeemable part of the trade is that it got us Dennis Schroeder, who I like a lot. That was a good yeah. one. That, that is good. That is legitimately good. For the Thunder. I, but I do believe that if they had had Cantor coming off the bench and had Doug McDermott coming off the bench and Jeremy Grant starting that whole season, championship, they would have been a lot better. They would have just been a lot better. It would have been a better team in a better situation. That would have They would have had a better identity. Didn't they, is that the season they traded for Grant? <clears throat> no, no, no. They traded for Grant. No. Or was that the year before? Year before. Okay. All right. All right. Ilya Sova. Remember Ilyasova and Sabonis? We didn't know who was going to start, but then they traded Ilyasova for Jeremy Grant. And started Sabonis. <laughs> started Sabonis. Yeah. For real. Uh, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb, also a part of the Hall of Shame. 
nomination. Oh, yeah, I agree. Him and Perry Jones have to be go in as a duo. No, I like him. Perry a little bit less because Perry's a late first round pick, and it's like, okay, there was some, everybody knew. Here's the thing about Perry. And there was an injury attached with him, right? Kind of. Yeah, he had kind of issues. I don't know. I, I think that there were much more. There are more issues than any issues for Perry, but everybody knew about Perry. He went he went twenty eighth. Everybody mocked him at the beginning of the season to be like fifth in that draft, and then he just dropped like a rock. Why? Because everybody knew that he didn't give a rip about playing basketball, and so the Thunder thought they could do something. That's whatever. Jeremy Lamb was the centerpiece essentially of the James Harden trade, and yeah, he, he was. was bad. Just straight up bad. So bad that they felt like they had to bring in 58-year-old Karan Butler to come in with his chubby self and take threes. And they didn't trust him to so, play. However, he did give us the drop where he is driving <laughs> and doesn't know what's going on. That's true. But Great. that was so post-thunder. I have, a, I have a warm feeling in my heart for him because of that. Post-thunder. And I cannot subject him to the, the Hall of Shame. Yeah, I get it. Uh... Other nominations, uh, Samaj Christian, and maybe not so much Samaj himself, but the decision <laughs> to keep Samaj and to – who was it that they that they wouldn't – Who did they, they drop? Who was it? Oh, it was the guy that played in Phoenix, uh, Price. Ro- Ronnie Price. No. Yeah, Ronnie oh, Price. Oh, yeah. They signed Ronnie Price to a two-year deal. So this is more of like the, the Thunder to me, the Thunder organization, than it is anybody else. The, the Thunder chose to waive Ronnie Price and to pay him for two years and keep Samaj, who was probably the worst player in the NBA that year, <laughs> and they played him. They played him lots and lots and lots of minutes, and they had Alex Caruso in the G League on the blue, who is now an NBA player, and Samaj is, will, will not play in the NBA ever again. And so just the Samaj moment, I think, belongs in it. Uh, I mean, also, Ronnie Price didn't play another game of basketball after the Thunder gave him a two-year contract. It was was a Yeah, they did. Yes, he did. No, no, he didn't. He did not. It was a debacle. Complete debacle. The whole deal. The whole Samaj. The whole Ronnie Price. Two years. Why did you give Ronnie Price two years? Guaranteed. They waived him. Paid him to go away. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm in the wrong season. Uh, Dude, that was it. That's crazy. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. That was just weird. It was... And I and I uh, cut him a little slack because I was after Kevin left. And like, we don't know what to do. Sign Ronnie. No. No. <laughs> no. That was, by the way, that was uh, Ronnie Price's second largest contract of his career. <laughs> and his last. Uh, another nomination, the Loves Patch. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It doesn't, it's not top five worthy, but it, it belongs as a nominee. Uh Another one, Kyle Singler. Oh and my gosh, I think he's a first rounder. I think he's I think he's in and not, first, first ballot Hall of Fame. Okay, we'll get there in a second. We'll debate who's in the top five. So Kyle Singler, not only Kyle himself, the player Singler, but the fact that Sam Presti decided to give him a five year deal. My gosh. Five years. My God! My God! He, and oh the, my God! And Alex's Alex's Reddit post about Kyle Singler, just, um, yeah, was just a chef's kiss thing of beauty. Well, um, and another thing about Kyle that a, a good Kyle moment. Remember when the Thunder played the Nets in Mexico, 
and Russell Westbrook <laughs> hit Kyle in the back of the head, and it knocked off his little ponytail. <laughs> and his hair went wild. He smacked the mess out of him, he dude. He did. He did. And then him talking about floating and Float cupping. Tanking. Yeah. You know, it, it all makes me feel a lot better about the question that I asked him on media day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe you're, that maybe you're I've on been... on the right side of history with that. Yeah, I've been more right than maybe most people have been about most things in life in that situation. You're not you're you're not afraid to speak truth to power. I I was not afraid and uh I stand I currently stand by asking him to justify if he could justify his play. Do you think that you actually manifested his career in his terrible career in Oklahoma City? And if so, you should be in the Hall of Shame. <laughs> no, I think I just predicted it. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was And also uh, the fact was... that he would not justify himself. Um, really speaks to the kind of man that he is. Uh, True. Damn. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta own up. You gotta own up to your own uh, issues. You know. You gotta own up. Okay, so let's let's develop the top five and let me know if you think that one of these does not belong. Uh, Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City definitely belongs. The James Harden trade definitely belongs. Game six of the 2016 Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, where the Thunder lost to Clay Thompson and his barrage of threes, and Kevin Durant just just freaking choked that game away. Uh, so that's that's in there. So that's three, and so here's where I think there becomes a little bit of debate. Patrick Beverly, yeah, is is in there currently, and I think Beverly is. To me, if he if he wasn't in the NBA, if somehow he was doing something else, if he was like a chiropractor or something, you know, really using his aggression for other means, uh, I think the Thunder have a championship. So I think he probably belongs there. Uh, and so now that's four. So Jay Jay was Jay had stepped away. So Jay, here we're developing our top five. We're ending the podcast. So top five. Hall of Shame, first ballot Hall of Shame inductees. Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City, the James Harden trade, Game 6 of the 2016 Western Conference Finals, Patrick Beverly. So we need one more. And so some of the nominees are the Tyson Chandler trade, that wasn't, Reggie Jackson, the human, the 14-15 season, playoff P. That one storm chaser with the long hair. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb, Samaj, Damian Lillard waving, Kyle Singler. So where who's gonna be our, our fifth? First, first, it's an honor just for these people to be nominated. Agreed. Absolutely. Shameful shame shame shame. You know your name for all of them. <laughs> That's right. Oh the loves patch also. I would I would I would say the injury-riddled season would be my fifth one. Oh wow, Jay! That's that the what if of Tyson Chandler is just legendary to me. To it's, me, to, yeah, I'm, that's what I go with too. I was so we're so pumped, I'm so pumped up. the The problem, the problem with that is it was a. This is my. This is where I fall. I agree with Jay, and that it is the. That injury-ridden se- season because 
the trade was painful and then it was over. And we never got to see really what it was going to be. But that season was living through injury after injury. And it was just a, it was a dark time in my life to have to live through and have to talk about like just the bottom of the barrel players and games. I I have to agree with Jay. So what we might do, Jay, what? Sorry. We might, we might just leave the number five up to maybe a Twitter poll. You want to leave five to a Twitter poll? Okay. So decide. Okay. So let's leave Tyson Chandler, Reggie Jackson, the 14, 15 season. Let's leave. Let's do two more. Uh, Kyle Singler. Yeah, and I, 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 I like that. Um, one more or just four? Any what was, so who, who are the four? Did I miss one? Tyson Chandler, Reggie Jackson, 14-15 season. The injury season. Okay. I think, I think those – Kyle Singler. Twitter poll. Tyson Chandler. Yeah. The one yeah. storm chaser with the long hair. Yeah, go ahead. Throw him in there. <laughs> Won't hurt to throw him in. There. I here's here's my last. This is my last argument. Okay. About the fourteen fifteen season. It's the whole season. You just thought, all right, if we can get through this first six weeks, we'll be good. KD will be back, and he comes back, and things start to feel normal again, and then he re-injures again, and I'm sitting in the Crest parking lot waiting on Sports Animal to play <laughs> Sam Presti's interview. I'm sitting in Crest. when he's like, well. We're just going to shut Kevin down for the rest of the season. And I was just like, well, uh, this is my whole life revolves around Thunder basketball and what just happened. I remember that. Also, I wish way more than I do Tyson Chandler. Also, I wish they would have tanked that year. Gotten a better draft pick. Yeah, yeah just pull a warrior. Man. Pull a warriors just to sit out a year, rest everybody for a year. You had to anyways. Uh, I'm I'm my push for the Tyson Chandler deal is that it allows you to keep Jeff Green as a trade chip. You don't have to deal any picks, so you keep all these assets, and you get your center of your championship team. The Mavericks clearly don't win that that championship. That's who the Thunder had to beat to get there. They have Chandler. The Mavs don't. The Thunder probably make the make the finals two years in a row against the Heat. I think that this team probably stays together. I think they probably win a we title. We don't have to play Perk. You don't have to play Perk. We don't Perk. play Perk against the Heat. Yeah, you don't play Perk against the Heat. You play Tyson Chandler. He's way more athletic, way more mobile. You can either keep Jeff Green as a... You have Jeff Green and James Harden coming off the bench for you. Or you can trade Jeff Green for something else. I mean, like the amount of assets that you keep because of that are... It's crazy. And you could keep that team together. You could pay them all. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I think that the that deal, you didn't have to give up anything to get him. And you had it. It was done. It was done. You decided not to do it because of the, the medical records or whatever. It was just a really dumb, 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 dumb thing. Who cares? Who cares if his toes messed up? It doesn't matter. You're not dealing anything anyways. It's not like you're giving away a bunch of first-round picks or a really good player from you. You didn't give up either one of those things. It's a debacle belongs in the it's hall so of shame. interesting I, it's so interesting talking about like these decisions that okc made in these early years that now we look back and we're like oh they made these decisions because they just hadn't had the experience yet yeah. i'm talking about the front office and ownership yeah there's like yeah, the, if true. these happen today they do not happen this way i agree with that 
I agree with that. A lot. A lot. Okay. Uh, anything else? We're going to put those up on a Twitter poll. Make sure that you vote on what should be the fifth thing in the Hall of Shame. So recapping real quick, and then we will go. Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City. The James Harden trade. Game six of the 2016 Western Conference Finals against the Warriors. Patrick Beverly, and then it'll be your choice between the Tyson Chandler trade, Reggie Jackson, the 14-15 Plagues of Egypt season, and that one storm chaser with the long hair. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, Ashes, uh, let's put up that poll. I have one one question uh, for you guys. Mm -hmm. One last question. And it is, are you grateful? And are you blessed? Grateful, 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 and blessed. And blessed. <laughs> so, uh, what what has what are you guys grateful and blessed for? I had some really good time with my son today, which was oh, a highlight. Nice. And that's what's kind of been the. Uh, I don't want to get too much into what's going on and the the whatever we're walking through, uh, but it has made it to where I spend a lot of time with my family and. For the most part, that's been really good. We've yeah. done two puzzles, and then we uh, today it was you know like I mentioned, Andrew is intimately aware with it was 96 degrees today. Yeah, uh, it's very hot. The weather was hot. Yeah, and so but we did a lot of outside work, and so my son and I literally were outside for like two hours. And he, I, for the first time, gave let him mow by himself for a little bit in my backyard, and you know you can see some of those. Uh, good moments in the midst of this and and i think one of them is being able to spend time with your family more because dude life's busy and crazy and and my son is going to be before he meets 10 before he knows it or before i know it he's going to be not wanting to spend any time with me and so the fact that he wants to hang out with me has been really cool and so i'm very grateful and blessed about that most of the time oh <laughs> we fight from time to time he bothers me from time to time but for the most part it's pretty good that's great. Taylor, uh, are you grateful? Are you blessed? Yeah, I'm grateful and blessed. Uh, I just want to, again, say thank you so much to everyone who contributed uh, that could to the GoFundMe thing. And thank you for Andrew for setting that up and to uh, Sarah, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. who suggested it. It was it's It's super, super helpful to Kate and I. Uh, during this time and then in preparing for and stuff and i i don't say that just being thankful when i say like it's super helpful i mean in very real very real way it's it's uh legitimately helpful so thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts so that's it um guys i'm i'm also grateful and blessed i just got to give a shout out to uh to my friends jacob uh, Antonio, Nan, and Cookie. They're the residents of my island on Animal Crossings. And uh, we're really building those relationships. They're starting to give me good presents and accept my presents and ask me to run various errands for them. Really building those commu- that community that uh, Tom Nook really, really entrusted me with to do when he named me island representative. Um, I'm just, I'm just very, very blessed uh, for the opportunity and I'm hoping to make my island of ping pong proud. That's very cool, Luke. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. You're welcome. I am Gene Bede. Spending time with my family as well has been great being with my kids every day. I would have been with my kids every day anyways, because I um, took a job with the athletic uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so I work from home now. Uh, I'm very grateful for that 
for that job and for the leadership with the athletic has been tremendous who support our podcast and support me uh, fully now. So I'm really GMB'd for that. So uh, anything else? Yeah, well, you guys we spend time with you guys are spending time with your uh, families. I'm spending time with my roommate and he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice. <laughs> <laughs>